0: What is going on? This is the Leafs combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. Oakridgeford.com. It is Sunday, May 16th, 2021. Good to see you, Mr. Agiello, OG's Converse. Thanks for joining us. The 2021 NHL playoffs have begun. The Washington Capitals taking down the Boston Bruins in their series opener. We're getting ready for the Leafs Habs. Those two renew their playoff rivalry after, what, 40 plus years. Finally back in business in the dance thursday night in toronto mr agiello right off the bat i'm going to tell you the leafs are going to win this series in six i don't think they're going to bite off more than they can chew they are superior to the habs and they will prove it good morning good morning norm um
1: that was my prediction leafs in six but i i you know i caution leaf fans out there and mm-hmm. you know Uh, Craig Button, who I have a lot of respect for uh, on TSN, apparently predicted the Leafs would sweep in four. I think he's sort of like doing that as sort of a trollish move that if they lose one game, then, you know, the sky is falling, but this is going to be a tough series. It really is. I mean, I mean, granted Montreal played the last, most of the last month without Gallagher, who's arguably their best forward without Carey price, their best goaltender uh, for significant time, Uh, Without Shea Weber, uh, Philip Deneau, who's their number one checking center, who probably, if he's healthy, will play up against Austin Matthews. So a number of players, key players for the Habs were not in the lineup. So the team that ended the regular season is not the team you'll see on Thursday. And you know that that team was built for sort of that playoff defensive style. Now I think the Leafs have too much offense and too much firepower, but we know from seasons past that firepower tends to disappear in close checking in the playoffs. So it's going to be a slog. It's going to be a tough situation for the Leafs uh, to be able to break through, especially if their power play isn't working. And we'll talk talk about that like uh, before we when we preview the series uh, uh, not, uh, later in the week. But I I, I just think. They have the superior talent. They have the experience with guys like Thornton and Spezza and Simmons and Foligno. Um, And unless something goes massively
0: wrong, I think they're going to win the series in six. This is the Leafs combo for Oak Ridge Ford. Norm and Mike will be back Thursday morning for a series pregame program. Uh, We may even be back Thursday night after game one. Lots of combo content. This is why we create content to get to this point. So we're going to get right smack dab in the middle of this hysteria that is the Leafs being in the playoffs and potentially going all the way. They have the goods. So um, let's all sh- share in the excitement together. And uh, this is, could be the start of a very long journey. Lots of questions from the OGs and converts. Mike, on Twitter and in community, Um no real process here, but uh, I'm just going to randomly go through some of the questions. Brad on Twitter, of Thornton or Spetza, who will be the bigger X factor for the Leafs throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs?
1: Hmm. I would have to say Spetza because spetsa was more consistent in terms of point production during yeah. regular season. I mean, I think for um, – Points per minutes played per game, he was first in the league uh amongst like fourth liners. I mean, he played he played ten minutes a night, and he had the amount of points that he had. I think it was twenty five or thirty, 30 I mean, points in fifty four yeah. games. That's, I mean, that's a that's a, th- there are first liners that don't have that many points, and he scored that. Uh, now he had secondary power play time, but he, he was incredible, and it's the best seven hundred thousand dollars
0: the Leafs have ever spent. And, and he'll yeah, and he'll, he'll can, continue playing in the league as long as it's with a Maple Leaf on his chest and we'd certainly like to see him generate a thousand points for his career and he'll only do it in Toronto I don't see any reason why the Leafs won't extend him that opportunity so Spezza yeah. would center a line the fourth line Thornton and, Thornton I, and I, Simmons. yeah. sorry my, my apologies Spezza centering a line of Thornton and Simmons
1: and not, 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 you know, just to answer the question, uh, but not to say that Thornton isn't going to have a role, because I do sure. think late in the season, you know, there were people a month ago who were saying, oh, you know, J- Joe Thornton can't be in the playoff lineup. Well, he scored, sure. he wouldn't score set points in seven of his last eight games. He's going to be, he's going to, I think he was conserving himself. It's time for the playoffs. It's time for the show. Yes, he's slow, Daniel, in the chat. I know he's slow, but he's still. Yeah you know, he's
0: been slow for most of his career, and but, he's been able to. Can, can, let me ask you, Mike: is the, is the is, are the playoffs come round three, round four, happening at breakneck speed? No, absolutely not. Joe Joe, Joe Thornton, if this is his last kick at the can, we've seen him generate uh, offense and um, creativity. And leadership over the last month and a bit—it's—it's it's by design. He he knows that if he's got anything left, this is the time to expend it. He, it's, he doesn't have to worry about catching up with anybody. We're we're not into game ten um, of a of a brand new regular season with a bunch of rookies out there flying around. This is going to be tough. It's going to be methodical. It's going to be tactical. And it's a guy like Joe Thornton who's been through this bloody dance so many times before. Uh, who is going to have Maybe not an integral role in the team's success, but he's certainly going to uh, play a role. Who'd have thunk, Mike, 10 years ago when these guys were all in their prime? uh, Maybe not Simmons, but who'd have thunk that Spezza, Thornton, and Simmons, all of these big names from Ontario who've been stars on other teams, would be that final component forward-wise for Maple Leafs in 2021?
1: Well, over three thousand games of of NHL experience between the three of them. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to provide a matchup nightmare for the for the Habs and for you know if they if the Leafs advance in other rounds. Now, the thing is, Montreal they loaded up uh, before the season and they may be best <clears throat> prepared based on who they're going to have on their fourth line. You know you're gonna have Corey Perry on their fourth line. Mm-hmm. Corey Perry was a factor last year with Dallas, so it's not gonna be just simply you know these veteran guys overwhelming some young guys from the from the Habs. Their you know their fourth line will be pretty good too. So I mean we'll see how it how it unfolds.
0: Anthony, he's an OG on Twitter. Leafs in four. Mm. That's that's optimistic. If yeah. it were Leafs in four, wouldn't that make great fodder for Leafs fans? Uh, yelling at Habs fans on social media. Bretsky 9 also on Twitter. Hey, Mike, do you think Nash makes it into the lineup for game one? And is there a status on Hyman? Two good questions. Okay. Uh, first, Nash.
1: Um, last week before the Wednesday game uh, against Ottawa, mm-hmm. Nash practiced on the third line with McKayev and Kerfoot playing the wing. Sheldon Keefe made sure to point out to the media that that didn't mean anything in terms of what the lineup would be for game one, but it was encouraging that Nash was able to participate in practice. Um, I think that was for the first time since he hurt his knee at the Columbus Blue Jackets the the week before the trade deadline. So he will be available. I find it hard to believe, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, I find it hard to believe that, they will insert Riley Nash into the playoff lineup um, for his first game in game one. It sort of goes against the ethic that, okay, the, these guys have brought you this far, and now all of a sudden we're going to go to somebody new who hasn't played a game. You know, I think that they're going to go with uh, you know either um, uh, Engval on the third line or maybe some other lineup where Galchenyuk gets in, but I can't see them going with the Nash – right away in game one, but if they lose a game, then Nash is the perfect guy to insert into the lineup uh, in a future game. And plus it gives him a more time to, if his knee is not a hundred percent to completely recover. So I think that's the way they're going to go, but they could very easily just say Riley Nash third line center playing with Mikheyev and Kerfoot. And there's Mm -hmm. your third line. It's very possible. As for Hyman, um, the prognosis when he hurt his knee was two weeks and he has skated in practices. He, the only thing that kept him out of the lineup at the end of the year was the salary cap. So he's go. He's good to go. As for where he's going to play, it could be first line. It could be third line. I think it's probably going to be first line with with Matthews and Marner. You know, he helps cover up uh, some of the defensive and not deficiencies, but it'll, you know, allowing Marner and Matthews to take uh, offensive forays. Hyman is there to cover up in case
0: those happen. So um, I, I think Hyman will be in there in game one. Jeremy Scott's in the chat. chat will Gally be playing with JT and Nylander, or is Hyman or Felino going to be there? Uh, Hyman just makes more sense on the top line. If he's up yeah. for it physically, who who re- who replaced him? It just seems uh, more authentic true true to, to what this team is really about. and we know that I mean Hyman could could make the fourth line go, make third line go second line go, but he's right there at home on the uh, with on the top uh, crew with Matthews and Marner. and why yeah. would you put a guy like that on the third line if he is up for it?
1: Right? Well, I mean, okay, to your point, there is a familiarity there with Hyman and that line, produced at its best when Hyman was playing on it. That being said, the value of lengthening your lineup and having a third line that is a matchup issue is extremely valuable in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's why I've been an advocate of them having Hyman on that third line with McCabe and uh, Kerfoot or McCabe and Engvall or McCabe and Nash because they um, you know, we saw what that line did sure. at three games set with Edmonton where that was a matchup nightmare for the Oilers and they couldn't recover from it. That line was fantastic. But, you know, I think who he plays
0: on the first line, though, then
1: Mike. Uh, and the, well, then, yeah, then it's Foligno and then it's Galchenyuk playing on the second line. It's all a, question, all a question of who, you know, what 12 you want in the lineup. I mean, Galchenyuk probably is an extra forward, but we know that he has worked with – uh, you know, I think he worked with Matthews and Marner for the time, short time. He's a good guy to insert in mm-hmm. there. He's got a lot to prove, and you know that is a good motivating factor. But um, I, I think it, right now, if I had to guess, it's Hyman first line, Felino second line, and then we don't know the who if it's going to be Nash or Engvall mm-hmm. playing center on that uh,
0: or playing uh, on that third line. So Jess Kaufman in community wants to know about our line choices. We have Daniel Mitz talking uh, about you know Felino being able to play on line three, Hyman line one, line two. They're all interchangeable, and we've yeah we've um, we've addressed this and we've identified it and, and we applaud it. The, the you don't have players on this team who can only slot in in uh, one component of of the lineup. You you have players who can move up and down the lineup uh, based on need and necessity. And sure, we can fill out a lineup card on Thursday, but come next Thursday, that lineup could look completely different based on who's available. And we know Sheldon Keefe throughout the year has mixed his
1: lines. I mean, mm-hmm. he seems he seems to be more a guy who likes pairs than lines. Like, okay, you're not going to see Matthews and Marner broken up. You're not going to see Tavares true. and Nealander broken up. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last, I'd say, 20 games, you're not going to see Thornton and Spezza bro- broken up. It's always the third guy who's the interchangeable. Yep. So, um, and you know, I mean, they could start Hyman on the third line, and if the if the first line's not working, then Hyman moves up to the first. I mean, that just seems to be that di- the dynamic. So, uh, yes, I think what you see in Game One is not something you you might see in Game Five. It could change.
0: Mm-hmm. If Hyman needs a, he needs a few shifts, he needs a period or two to find his way after being out for a considerable period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, not having him on the ice when the puck drops on the series might make sense. But Sheldon keeps astute enough, and, and he's in, in tune with these guys to the level of knowing exactly who can do what in what situation. And we all know Zach Hyman, if given the opportunity, is not going to turn it down. He's proven that uh, he is a, a productive member of any, any part of this lineup. Especially when he's playing with um, not only the two best players on the team, but two of the best players in the league. Uh, Nicholas uh, lines on opening night: Matthews, Marner, Hyman, Tavares, Nylander, Felino, Kerfoot, Nash, Soup, Joe, Wayne, Spetz. So that's pretty much what I have penciled the- my in myself. And you know, it's not like I'm telling tales out of school or. Uh, suggesting yeah. anything radical.
1: The only the only one I, I debate right now is the third line. It could be Kerfoot in the middle with Engval who scored four goals in his last five games. Yeah. Uh it could be Engval, Kerfoot, Mikhaeev, <clears throat> and then Nash comes in uh if if and when needed. And I, I think that makes more sense, but he you know Nicholas may be right on target.
0: Yeah. How big so we're, we're talking about the third line. We're, we're not sure how it's going to come together even for puck drop, but will that third line, uh, you know, find a, a, a group, a group of three and go, or, you know, will there be a, a bit of a revolving door uh, with, with players coming in and out of the lineup? The, the reason I'm asking is how in, <laughs> You, you need all your lines to go, but how big can that third line be? Not only in this Montreal series, but uh, throughout the playoffs.
1: I, I think it could be a difference maker. Um, I mean, one of the reasons I I think Engvall is a factor here is because when he's playing the way Sheldon Keith wants him to play, hmm. he's a matchup nightmare. You know, six foot five, fast as the wind. Um, you know big rangy, great reach. I mean, those are tough to, you know, if you have that on a first line guy, those are tough to match up on a third line guy. Now when he's not (laughs) on, or when he's not playing with a burr under his saddle, then, you know, it's easy to match up against him because he's not playing big. You know, he's a six foot five guy who's playing like he's five foot six, but he has played like, a difference maker over the last week or so, I pres- presumably because he wants in on the lineup. So I, I you know, I think that, that that is going to be a factor. But that's why I think he might get in there to start the series. And um, although you could say motivational – see, that's the thing. I, I don't know if I see Riley Nash going in in game one and then Keith taking him out. So it's like yeah. – well, it's almost a situation where, okay, I think you're better off going – We're rewarding the guy who has brought you there, meaning Engvall, even though he's been in and out of the lineup and giving him the opportunity. And if he doesn't, uh, you know, give what he needs to give, then you have the grizzled veteran in Nash who is a veteran guy and provide some physicality. And we know that Montreal is going to try to be physical and, rat like in this series on you know getting underneath the skin of the leaf. you, you know Gallagher's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tofoli's rat. Yeah. has <laughs> you know, got a little bit of that in him. Josh Anderson is a big bull in a china shop. He's not as much of a rat as he is sort of a, you know, bull and he'll mm-hmm. try to run people and and make uh you know his physical uh advantages
0: uh the Leafs disadvantages. In the spirit of competition and you know, see finding justification in, in in your career progression and the you know the culmination of everything wouldn't Alex Galchenik be a a guy you'd you'd want to see take on the Habs and, and potentially you know stick it to them based oh, yeah. on the idea that you know he came up with that team or do you think it's you know He's no. He doesn't have the connection to the organization like a Guy Lafleur. No, he's
1: not one of the
0: great Canadians of all time. So perhaps it's 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 not even a big deal anymore.
1: And it was four teams ago for Galchenyuk. So <laughs> true, like, but true. but you know he was a former third overall pick. Um, he did score thirty goals for the Habs. It would be the knife in the back mm-hmm. of, of the Canadians that you know Galchenyuk scores a key goal. Um yeah. for the Leafs against them. It, that would, you know, that psychologically would be very uh hurtful to them. But uh I I think that you know the Leafs are gonna go with who they think the best 12 are, but like we saw last night in the in the in the Boston-Washington game, something can change right away. For sure. Uh, Jake Debrusque scores a goal, to tie at one-one, and Vitek Vanacek sees the puck late and tries and strains to stop it. Mm -hmm. And it looked like he pulled or or tore a groin muscle. It was definitely, he, he stretched out oddly and 39 year old Craig Anderson comes in the game and, and wins the game for Washington. Of course, you know, I mean, an injury, and you know, God forbid, it happens to a key player on the Leafs or on the Habs. I'm just saying, but injuries, a blocked shot, uh, you know, something like that that affects things. So we don't know. Those are the unknown factors that would just have, you know, that teams have to sort of roll with the punches.
0: Uh, that that could occur in in a game one or further on in the series. The third line is a mix and match. the The entire lineup can be altered. And uh, adjusted based on the need in the moment, uh, save for you know those you know, those um, you know connected pairings that Sheldon Keefe believes are essential to driving any line. Uh, we w- we won't take up too too much more time. There's just I mean we can go so in depth on this. Yeah, um, we, we but that's what we do with the combo, Mike. We 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 are in depth, right? We've been talking about scenarios and um, the the needs that this team needs to have to uh, at this point to to succeed. And um, it's it seems like based on on who's available and and the way this team has performed this season, there's no reason why uh, it, it can't get out of the North Division into the semifinals and perhaps do some damage. Guys, we're getting some comments about the power play. The power play is terrible. It's a yeah. it's, it's big, big disappointment. But we can't let it overshadow the fact that the, the Leafs are, you know, a five-on-five five domino, um, uh, dynamo rather, and that, um, you know, the Leafs are just going to have to score at, at, at every opportunity they get. Uh, in the playoffs, and that's what the man advantage. Who knows? Perhaps a light goes on. Maybe it's something different. Maybe it's the intensity ratcheted up. Um, Maybe it's t- different tactics. Sure, sure. yeah, sure. I, I don't, I don't know if the Leafs are going to unveil something that they've been working on uh, behind, you know, closed arena doors. To, to surprise everyone, it might be the same thing, or maybe we see a little bit more of of the second unit to to throw it off kilter. Bottom line, though, if this team continues to play the way it has for the bulk of the regular season, going into the playoffs against the team that it has pretty much dominated, and another team after that that you know it's beaten to a great extent in the regular season, this team should be. Um, in, in the, in the semifinal, Mike, uh, real quick, uh, I'm seeing a lot of criticism of Morgan Riley. Is he a, just the whipping boy because he is the, the, de facto ace on the blue line. And, you know, no matter what he does, he's just never going to be good enough.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't think he's had a Fantastic year, but I think he's been pretty decent. Um, I think it all stems from the power play, it all stems from the ineffectiveness of the power play and the things that we've talked about on the power play, which is Morgan Riley doesn't have a big shot, he's a distributor. He's and and I think tactically the teams uh adjust to the Leafs power play by trying to close off Marner and Matthews because they don't respect. Riley's shot. I think Riley is a fine. Def- is he, is he the best number one defenseman in the NHL? No, I think he's probably middle of the pack number one, but you know, these people were complaining about Morgan Riley. If Morgan Riley leaves after next year, you'll, you'll be complaining that they don't have Morgan Riley. So, and if they're, if they pay him $8 million a year, they'll be complaining about them paying him $8 million a year. So I, I don't know if I pay really that much attention to it. He's a, I think he's a good defenseman. I think he's a good top pairing defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'll jump into the attack uh, when needs be. You know, I, I people are like, "Oh my God, well, like what did he? What was he doing on the one goal against Winnipeg?" That game from, really, from the
0: cozy confines of the couch.
1: That or... game, that game on Friday was absolutely friggin' meaningless. Yeah. You know, you, know, you know what meant something for that game. Getting out of it healthy—that's what meant
0: something. Mm-hmm. No, I. I, I that game was meaningless, so they they did lose their last two. Is that a matter thought, Mike? Who cares? Yeah, there was not there was nothing about those two My games where you part. thought. Yeah. I don't think
1: anybody. I don't think anybody cares. I don't think anybody uh, in in management or in the coaching staff of the of the Toronto Maple Leafs cares that they lost those last two games. I think the main motivation for the for that for the team was to stay healthy. And, you know, they they got Mitch Marner a, a game off uh, on Friday, gave him some rest. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably going to be playing 22, 23 minutes a night um, uh, during the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they, they really care.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, so Marner would have had a complete season had they not given him that game off. 67 points in 55 games. Matthew, 66 points in 52 games. John Tavares didn't look great there for a while had his slumps, but 50 points in a 56-game season, had they played the full 82, you know he would eclipse the, a point per game. Sure, Will, Willie, 17 goals, 42 points. I mean, those are your big four. Please, those guys got to stay healthy, and they they have to produce all four of them, right? All four of them. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Mike. But
1: the, the 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 thing that, and you mentioned it before, is that the, the Leafs are a five five-on-five dynamo. In the playoffs, where you lose most of your offense is five on five. Mm-hmm. You have to take advantage of special teams opportunities. So I, I am hoping that uh, you know they've been essentially you know, keeping something secret <laughs> yeah. what they're gonna do with the power play, you know, like certain tactics or whatever, and they're you know, all of a sudden they're gonna reveal it in the playoffs and it's gonna work because if it's not, it's gonna be a tough slog against a team like Montreal who can play defense.
0: Yeah, and again, we also have to be cognizant of the the war of attrition that inevitably, uh, prog- you know, t- takes place over an extended playoff that is compressed but still extended, right? So the 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 quicker you can get through games and series uh, in order to prepare yourself for for you know the true battles to come, the better. If, but if if this team f- fails to deliver uh, when it has the opportunity to, to generate offense and put itself ahead in the game, the longer the, the process takes and the harder it becomes, Mike, who knows? I think the Leafs should be in the semifinals based on what we've seen in the regular season. That is not asinine. That makes complete sense. But no. who the hell knows? Uh, Atkinzeki, got to get those dirty goals on the power play. Uh, in front of the goalie, the Leafs have to score in any which way, shape, or form they're capable of. I mean, dirty goal scores. I mean, Nylander can score them. Hyman can score them. Um, well, sure.
1: the, the thing is, is that that top power play doesn't have a guy who stands in front of the net to screen a goalie like Carey Price. I mean, if you want to insert a Simmons or a Thornton yeah. or somebody like that on that top power play or Hyman – um, then, you know, that would that would work. But right now with the four forwards, Nealander, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, with Riley on the point, it's, you know, you'll have a guy down low, but you won't have a guy really in front of the net taking punishment. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that that works. The, that power play works by moving the puck quickly and getting the goaltender out of position. And they haven't been able to do that lately, but, you know, maybe that changes. It's the-
0: all part of the big reveal. Yeah it's all part of the big – you know they've been working on it Mike it's the shh, wait till, wait do you see it forget about the the game forget about the lineup wait till we get our first power play <laughs> and the way the mm-hmm. Leafs don't get a power play under the third it's these yeah. w- these one nothing two-one games into the third uh, have everybody biting their nails but the drama and the theater is all part of the playoffs and the fact that Leafs and the Habs haven't um clashed. In the postseason since 1979, I was just born. I mean, you were f- through your first marriage at that time. So uh, it does bring back uh, bittersweet uh, memories. Just a few more minutes, guys. Sweet Caroline Creations. Good morning. Hi, guys, and hi, chat. Hello there, sweet Caroline. Keep creating. Um, we also have Zeki Nicholas is here. Uh, Millspec. Mom, haven't heard from her in a while. Good morning from Oshawa XOXO. Back at you. Morgan is the quarterback. At least he should be, but he doesn't shoot enough, too fancy all the time. F- I'm hearing that fa- fa- fancy. He uh, does this. Is that with the fancy? Is that uh, indecision? Is that no. a lack of com- confidence? No. I, like, he doesn't strike me as a fancy guy.
1: No, like, m- m- like, m- mill spec Mom, he doesn't have a big shot. I mean, he squirts. Yeah he scored scored 20 goals 2 years ago most of them were on like shots that he got through from the point that were yeah. either deflected off of a, a leg or or a screen he's not a he's he just he's not uh, buried back <laughs> you know he's not uh, larry robinson he doesn't have a Big shot from the point. He's got to score in other ways, and I I think he's got two weapons on the power play in Marner and Matthews. That it's right to defer to, but again, the tactics are—you know—the teams know that the power Mm -hmm. play doesn't run through Morgan Riley; it runs through
0: Marner. It's you're not you're not bombing from the point and then having everyone scramble in front of the net. You have these two lethal guys, um, you know, flanking the. Um, the strategy uh, and the setup. But, you know, these guys can be, their lanes can be clogged up and, um, you know, they can um, be um, restricted and they have been. So look, it, it's an odd one in that the Leafs haven't been able to figure this thing out, but if there, there's ever a time to do it, it's right about now. Uh, son of El Jory. I hate that YouTube keeps on subbing me from this channel. I don't know. They make me like Jake Paul videos. Is that true? Maybe you just do like the Jake Paul videos, but you can like his stuff and um you can like me. Is that the boxer guy? Mike? Is that I think the guy? So. I think so. I don't I don't know. Goes around fighting everybody? Yeah. Hmm. I mean I'd like to see him on skates get into it with Wayne Simmons or mm-hmm. something or Tom Tom Wilson. Uh Brody Riley, Muzzin, Hall, Sandine Dermot. Yeah. Um Sandine Dermott
1: yeah I think what you're gonna see is you're gonna see the top four probably play 23 24 25 minutes and that pairing will play maybe 13 14 they'll they'll try to limit their especially Sandine I mean as well as he's played late late in the year um you know he's a he's still yeah. he's not technically a rookie, but he's still an experienced player, and I, I think he's got a lot of talent. But um, Bogosian hasn't skated, um, and everything is shrouded in secrecy when it comes to you know playoffs and injuries. But more than likely, I, the way if he hasn't skated yet, he probably is not going to play in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're probably going to have an inter- an interchangeable you know Dermot. Sandine Hutton, and God forbid, send uh, send Martin Marinsen back to Slovakia. Please,
0: I can't. We haven't even seen him, but his name is that prevails. Yeah. It's it's yeah. like we're we're waiting for fingers the fingers on a chalkboard. That's what it is. If okay, so what are we gonna do, Mike, if he ends up in the lineup and scores a, a game winner? No, no, it's not happening.
1: We're going to have to do it. I, I, I know that back in the day, Corey Cross scored an overtime goal. He did. Yes. And I just said, okay, like a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> uh,
0: Millspec mom, fair enough. Uh, Millspec, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, Islanders, Pittsburgh, that's going to be a blast. Minnesota, Vegas, Tampa, Florida, the battle of the panhandle or whatever the hell Uh, in Calgary, Vancouver. This is a lot of fun, man. I, I'm I'm super excited. I like that a bunch of these teams are going to be playing and getting going before the big the big series begins. Leafs, right. Leafs and Habs.
1: Honestly, I'd prepare. I prefer that these playoffs started like with the Leafs and the Habs. I, I don't want to wait five days. I want. I, I'm I'm a hockey junkie, and this is a series that that we're focused on. I I wanted I wanted it ideally to start Monday or Tuesday, but of course, because you know, those those um, those incredibly important Calgary Vancouver games had to be played, they you know that that we had to wait. So it's it's
0: asinine, but hey, it is what it is. OG's Commerce, thanks so much for everything that you've contributed in the chats, on community, on Twitter. You can keep doing that throughout yeah. our next collab will be Thursday morning. You can mark it down probably in the uh, eight, 8 o'clock range, 8.30. If you're one of those people who likes to be up all night and then catch us sometime in the afternoon, you can just catch us on YouTube. You, you won't be a part of the, the, the live collab. But big deal. Um, Our stuff uh, lives in infamy forever. So you can get at it at any time. Last word to you, Mike, and we're out of here.
1: Yeah, um, I predicted, uh, like I said, Leafs in six. Uh, I predicted Edmonton in six uh, in that series. But uh, Connor Hollabuck uh, could be the the uh, random factor for the Jets if he stands on his head. That could be a, a a really long and tough series, and for the Leafs and the well, for the Leafs if they get by Montreal, having Montreal having Edmonton and Winnipeg beat up on each other is a good thing.
0: Edmonton scares me a little bit, Mike. They, they are they are cavalier but um they, they they scare me they have the best player in the league and you you just never know what kind of magic he may, might create but uh, on the flip side the Leafs are are arguably the best team in the league easily the best team in the north based on stats So I think the clash is inevitable first things first let's enjoy this Leafs Hab series and it's going to be lots of content from us to come. So let's try to enjoy doing that too. Mike, have yourself a good one. See you Thursday. Thanks, Norm.